This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Guys, I am so excited about everything coming this semester. We are going to launch in in just a few weeks into Untangle Your Emotions. If you haven't gotten the book yet, you need to go pre-order it. You need to gather your friends and do this season together. It is going to feel like a little bit of a book club. Kate, my daughter, is going to host with me, and we're going to talk about really pull back the curtain behind a lot of the stories I tell in the book and how it looks in our family with emotions because so much of what we learn about emotions comes from our family, and Kate's perspective is going to be awesome and helpful. And she's also going to just be a part of the teaching, and and she would say she's better at this than I am, (laughs) and it's really true. In fact, a lot of what I know about emotions, I learned trying to parent her. So it'll be really fun, just our friendship to get to go through this book and go through this content together. But you need your people with you doing this content. So we're going to have some of the best experts in the world. We're going to be interviewing them about our emotions and learning so much of the work that I studied for the last year and a half. And what I would say is I want to spend these two weeks that that we have together before we really launch into Untangle Your Emotion. I think this deserves its own moment. Nearly a million and a half of you have read Get Out of Your Head. And I know that book has had a tremendous impact on so many people. And so I want to spend a minute building the bridge between Untangle Your Emotions and Get Out of Your Head. And the reason I want to do this is because they're both such helpful messages, but they're very different. And so before we head into Untangle Your Emotions, if you haven't read Get Out of Your Head, I would strongly recommend you reading it in the next few weeks before Untangle Your Emotions, because I think they need each other. Honestly, both of these books need each other. If you read Get Out of Your Head, you're going to need to read Untangle Your Emotions because it's not complete. Get Out of Your Head is true and good, and I stand by every word of it today. And that is saying something because I've really been on a journey in the last few years with my emotions, and I still stand fast on all of that being the absolute truth. And from God's word and science, it's true. But our emotions are very different than our thoughts. And to take them apart, my counselor friends warned me about this. They said, Jenny, if you pull these two things apart, you're not really able to do so. And I was like, you know, for the sake of understanding the differences and what the scripture teaches us about the differences and what the science teaches us about our emotions being very different from our thought lives, I feel like there's a good reason to do it. And so I'm going to simplify this down for you. Get Out of Your Head is about the power we have over our thought life. Well. If I were to use the same language, the power we have over our emotional life, a lot of you would say, yeah, good, yes. People need to have more control over their emotions. And I would say, and scripture would say, that a lot of our emotions have been demonized and they're meant to be felt. They're gifts from God. They're not bad. Anger, sadness, fear, these are not evil things. These are gifts from God. He is emotional and he gifted us emotions. And so controlling our emotions actually results in a lot of unhealth. (laughs) So we know that we're to take every thought captive and that we're to think on these things. And we also hear throughout scripture, certainly God saying, fear not and do not be afraid and words like that. Do not be anxious in anything. Well, you got to realize all of those fears in those contexts, I pulled them out and did work and they were largely spoken to us in the midst of a scary situation. So if God is speaking to those that 
are about to go into war, he's saying, do not fear, I am with you. Well, it's it's more like if if there was a closet and my kids, there was a tornado and I have them tucked away in our closet, it, the world is swirling literally outside our door, I'm going to tell my kids, don't be afraid, I'm here. It's a comfort. It's a father or mother comforting a child. That's what God is doing a lot of those times. And we've we've made it where God says, don't fear. God says, don't fear. And what he means is, of course, you're going to fear, but I got you. I've got you. You don't have to be afraid. And so when I say the difference, I want you to, to realize that, that what we're going to walk through is moments of Jesus's life where he felt feelings or where he encountered feelings and what he did with those and how he noticed feelings and tended to feelings and felt feelings, big feelings. We're going to look at moments where that was true. And what you're going to find is if God can feel all of those things, then in the feeling itself, it can't be a sin. The emotion of fear, anger, worry, these can't be sins in themselves. It's what we do with sin. And we see that in Ephesians 4.26, that in our anger, he calls us not to sin. Well, that assumes that the anger itself isn't the problem. It's that we don't sin because of the anger. And so controlling our emotions is not the same as controlling our thoughts. And I'm going to say this really clearly. And get out of your head. We talked about the power we have over our thoughts. And untangle your emotions. We are going to talk about the gift of emotions and feeling them in a way that honors God. Controlling them is not helping us. Pushing them away, coping with them concealing them, pretending we don't have them, suppressing them, that it's not working. It's not helping. All of those emotions, they're meant to be felt. They're not meant to be fixed. And so it's a very, very different but complimentary journey. I'm going to tell you a little secret that I didn't put in the books. When I wrote Get Out of Your Head, most of who I read and most of what I studied and most of who I interviewed to prepare for that book were cognitive behavioral therapists. And cognitive behavioral therapy, if you know anything about it, it's effective till it's not. Cognitive behavioral therapy is the idea that, that your thoughts are so powerful. And if you change your thoughts, you can change your life. You can change your attitude. Well, scripture knows that. Scripture says that because God built our brains. He knew the power he gave us over those thoughts. And that's helpful unless there's pain from six years old that just sticks with you. And no matter how hard you try to be grateful for your life, you keep being critical of yourself and the people in it because all your life, that's how you learned to react. And so there is something else that needs to be tended to. It's not as simple as just changing your thoughts and those thoughts changing your behavior. Where untangle your emotions picks up is with a little bit of a different approach. And it's an approach that I've been in and, and changed by recently. It's a different type of therapy. And that therapy feels like, why am I going back and remembering something from when I was younger? But the reality is that part of me that was seven years old and crying in the backseat of my car after the first funeral I ever attended that was my great-grandmother's. And I remember judging that sadness because I remember thinking I'm not that close to her. Why am I crying? Well, I can see now as an adult at seven, I was crying because I was afraid of dying. I was afraid of death and I was afraid I was going to have to die alone. And so I hid my tears from my parents and I cried by myself in the back and prayed and asked God about death and wondered about it and felt afraid of it. But rather than inviting connection with my parents and, 
and having them be able to talk to me about big things that my little new seven-year-old brain was pondering for the first time, I judge that emotion and I push them away. And guys, at 37, at 27, at 47, at 57, at 77, at 87, we are still doing the seven-year-old thing. We're still deciding in our brains that we shouldn't feel this way. And so we try to stop feeling it. We pretend we don't feel it. We scroll or numb out, escape it as best we can so that we don't have to face it. And yet that part of us that needs to feel that feeling needs to feel it. So this was a deep dive into emotions and get out of your head was a deep dive into thoughts. But yeah, it's real hard to tear those apart. We cannot say enough about Pros and their truly custom made-to-order hair care. Switching to a custom routine from Pros was one of the best things that I've done for my hair and the results I'm seeing just keep getting better. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started. It only takes a few minutes and you answer questions about things like your lifestyle, where you live, your hair goals, and then they analyze over 85 personal factors and Pros handpicks clean, sustainably sourced ingredients that get you closer to your hair goals with every wash. Every bottle that I get in my subscription order has my name on it and my zip code. You can use Pros review and refine tool. That lets me tweak my formulas for any reason in case I change my address, my hair color, or even my diet. If you aren't 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've had, they'll take the products back, no questions asked. Custom, made-to-order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 50% off your first subscription order today, plus 15% off and free shipping every subscription order after that. Go to pros.com slash made for this. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash made for this for your free in-depth hair consultation and 50% off your first subscription order. When you think about what you feel, you can't separate the thoughts that go with that. You can't. And yet sometimes get out of your head is just not enough. It's not enough to go, okay, I'm just going to replace my cynicism with gratitude. Just going to do it. Sometimes it works. Yay. But if you feel like, gosh, this thing that I keep trying to shift my mind on, it's not moving. It's not budging. For some reason, it just keeps coming back up like a broken record. There's probably a reason. And we're going to talk about that reason and, and really in the season explore the permission to feel sad, to feel angry, to feel mad, and the good that can come from that. Now, I'm well aware of all the bad that can come from it too. And that's why I think these books are so dependent on each other because Get Out of Your Head really displays and shows the authority that we have over our lives, over our mind, and to some degree over our emotions, sure. But we also <laughs> decide for ourselves that we shouldn't feel sad or we shouldn't feel angry when maybe that is the very, very healthiest and best thing we can do. I made it so simple and untangle your emotions because it scared me. This whole process just felt kind of overwhelming to me. And so I thought, well, if it feels overwhelming to me, it probably feels overwhelming to a lot of you. I really kept it simple and I built a simple process to do this. And, and I bet you right now, some of your counselors and you're laughing at me because there's really no simple process to feel your emotions and to process them. But, but I do believe that it gives people handles. You know, I, I can't 
replace therapy. I can't do that, but I but I can lead you as best I can through my words and with the help of God's word to a healthier, better way to navigate the crazy ocean of our emotions. How these things will work together, I think no matter what, even if you don't have time to read get out of your head before we go into this season, I need you to know that nothing changed about that. We have authority over our thought lives. And thinking toxic thoughts all the time is going to lead to really unhealthy emotions that are not even necessary. Sometimes our emotions are necessary and sometimes they're just our mood that has crept up on us and lasted a little bit long and maybe even become a stronghold. And that is not God's intention for our emotions. They're meant to serve us in the midst of a difficult world that we're navigating. They're meant to aid us as we grieve the things we can't control like death and sickness and disappointment broken relationships. They're meant to comfort us when we are afraid and there's a God that pulls us close and says, don't be afraid, I've got you. They're meant to embolden us with righteousness where there is unrighteousness in the world, where there is injustice in the world. That anger is meant to give us wisdom and knowledge of how to proceed and what to do. And I know sometimes we we treat emotions like they're our God, and that's that's not at all what I'm talking about. In fact, if that's where you find yourself, where your emotions seem to be your God, where they're controlling you, this is going to help you too. Because feeling them all the time with no direction, with no clarity of what God wants for those emotions, that's scary territory. That's feeling like you're out in the deep end of the ocean and and, and you're stuck and the waves are crashing into your face. That's That's not what God intends. There's a plan. There's a hope. There's dare I say, a way for us to feel our feelings. And and that way brings fullness. And I want to be honest, it's a bit of a mess still. And it may feel even chaotic on certain days, certainly if you're not practiced. It's like a muscle that you haven't used in a while. But it is the kind of life we want. (laughs) It is the kind of life we want. In Get Out of Your Head, I talk about a spiral. And this time I talk about ropes all knotted up and tangled, and, and they're not so different. In fact, emotions, if you read the book, is, is in that spiral. In fact, in the picture, I put it first because we so often feel something before we think something, and they are so closely tied, but they are different. And I really believe that this process, both books, both ideas, that we have power over our thoughts and that our emotions are gifts from God meant to help us connect more deeply with Him and other people, both books are going to heal parts of you that maybe many of you didn't even know that you needed healing. It's been a while since we've done a book club and I'm so excited about it. I just want every one of you to do it and to invite your friends to do it with you. So this semester, just to focus on this together, it's so fun. It's going to actually provide such depth in your conversations and relationships. It's going to help you truly untangle these feelings that maybe feel like they've just sat there for a long, long time. Or maybe you feel like, you know what? I'm someone who doesn't have a lot of emotion. Like my friend Ellen, she's just pretty consistent and stable, but it's so great because 
She does. She has those feelings. They just are expressed really differently than other people. And so wherever you find yourself, if you think of yourself as someone that's not very emotional, you have emotions. You're an emotional creature that God built because he's an emotional creature and we're made in his image. So you are emotional, but you might express them differently. And so wherever you are, I think this is going to bring you closer to your people. That's the purpose of it. (laughs) That is truly the purpose of it. And if you listen together and you discuss this together, I just think it's going to be profound. It will shape your view of this subject. My view on the subject is radically different than it was a few years ago. I didn't know that these feelings weren't negative. I thought they were very negative and I avoided them at all costs. And now I see them as gifts and friends that help me navigate life with a plan that God gave me for them. So I want to invite you and all the people you love to do this with me. I think this is a book that men need. I think this is a book a lot of men, a lot of you read, get out of your head. And I think a lot of you will read Untangle Your Emotions because I think a lot of men uh, need this, have been confused all their life about their emotions, what they feel and how they should feel it and if they should feel it. So I hope you'll read this with the men you love in your life, the young men you love in your life. I think this is going to shape families. This is going to shape friendships. This is going to hopefully shape churches, reshape the way that the church has viewed emotion, because I don't know that in our generation we've quite gotten it right. So sign up for the book club, and here's what you're going to do. You're going to text the word book club to 214-225-6267. We'll start in a few weeks. We're still a few weeks away. We want you to get the book first to be able to read chapter one before we begin. So we'll be telling you lots more in the weeks to come, but we're so grateful you're here. You're out there. You're really out there. It's so wild to me how many tens of thousands of you listen and regularly, and it just blows my mind, and I'm so grateful. We are really glad you're here, and we hope it is helpful. On that text stream, we hope you'll tell us what you're learning and what you're feeling and what you're thinking about, because we love hearing it. We love reading it often.